Thank you. Yes, it's live. It says live. Where's my... Oh, kid, you got my... We got, we got complete chaos. You yanked off my microphone. All right. You can see the top of her forehead. Actually, you can see her forehead and the top of her head. <laughs> you... Oh now. <laughs> About to witness <laughs> the awesome uh, <laughs> crushing might and as a baby of <laughs> the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper! Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. This is why I don't do it when she's awake. Well, no, I do it when she's awake, not when she's sleeping. Look, she's got the face full of tears. Uh, it's all right, kid. Here you go. Watch the microphone. All right. I, I lost my baffle. So you're going to hear a lot of pops, P's, pops, and S's sibilance. Sibilance. And make sure she doesn't have that little foam piece on her. She might swallow it and die. All right, so uh, welcome to uh, round version a one, a six, a seven, ah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we did that. Oh, the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. But first, let's let Bob Riley sing us in as he has since 2007. Stigmata intro, all of nothing from Calling of the Just. Don't believe me? Still available for Revelation Records. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. To being paid back in full always nothing. Yeah, well, you know, I got I got the high tech, man. I got the sound system that works. You know, comes right off the phone. What do I, what else do I need? But anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, this is, if, if you could see my workstation, it's chaos. Who is that guy, the Boston market guy who hated uh, when I was eating on the show? I think he's long gone. But just in case, mm, this is noteworthy because I'm eating. So all the... For all the weight that I've lost over these past months of soup and, and, and juice is coming to a close. I've been working real food back in to my diet. I've completely forgotten what it's like to have three meals a day or when you would even have them. Um, but I, I got to tell you, honest to God, honest to, it is kosher. Honest to God, you can appreciate the full measure 
of how significant food is until you've had something like this. You know, now I have to say honestly that I'm not really enjoying the reduced weight. None of the clothes fit. I should start complaining about the cleaners like I did last time. I'm putting some chemical in my clothes, the cleaners. All the clothes are fitting, they're all blousy, including this. But the reality of it is, I haven't been to the cleaners. I haven't been anywhere because the world is shut down. And that's changing. That's changing. And by what I mean changing, we did today a new JJB. Extra special treat for those of you who came live to listen to this. As soon as later tonight, some point, mm, I haven't decided where I'm going to run it this week. I'm run it toward the end of this week. Whether Memorial Day is the right day to, to preach and teach and share copious amounts of jiu-jitsu knowledge with the great unwashed. I haven't figured it out. You'll find out later, but you know there's one, one two in the can. I gotta maybe edit them together or try to do something special. But at least that's happened. Commercials out of the way. Thank all of you. Don't think I'm not seeing it because it sends me a, a, an email when it comes in. Pinko95014. Yeah, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Breakdown, JJB. It's not the Gracie Breakdown, Jiu-Jitsu uh, um, Breakdown. So Pinko95014 at yahoo.com is the uh is the uh, uh uh address for paypal if you want to send in those of you've been sending five bucks don't feel bad about that i'm super happy to get it i'm super happy i don't turn i i'm happy if you go to patreon.com slash the stomper or stomperville i still can't remember which and you give two dollars as some of you have perfectly happy with that extremely happy with that like the chimp that got they shot into the, into the outer space and the chip came back and the chip gets off the capsule, not fried to death like the dog that the Soviets sent up, but like alive. And the chip was like, wow, man, I went 10,000 miles into deep space, came back. And you know what they gave that chimp? An apple. And you know who was happy with that apple? That chimp. I am that chimp. Perfectly happy with $2. Perfectly happy with $2. So that's pinko95014 at yahoo.com. People say, Eugene, what's... Hey, hey, Mr. Robinson, what is that? Nine five, well, nine five zero one four. What, what, what is that? If you haven't guessed, if you haven't guessed, it is a zip code to Apple. <laughs> Why? I, I think I was start, at working at Apple when I started started that that website. Le yeah, like of the dog, poor dog. I didn't realize the dog had died this whole year. I remember all these cartoons and a live dog. The wife had to tell me that the dog actually died. Um. Yeah, dead in space, never made it back. So welcome to that. Um. So um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. The shorts. Fall. I wasn't eating garbage. I was eating pretty clean. But man, not eating nothing. Uh, because you know it's like that joke. And I'm gonna. I don't share a lot of jokes on this show. But I'll tell you, a guy walks because we're on the chimp theme. A guy walks into a bar with a chimp. Everybody turns around, not many chimps in bars, but hey, but it's, it's a new thing. You may have heard this joke before. Stop me if you have. And uh, the monkey, the chimp sits on the bar. The chimp is like taking a peanut, sticking the, sticking the peanut up its butt, and then eating the peanut. Taking the, the cocktail frank up the butt, then the, in the mouth. Taking the pickle in the butt, in the mouth. And uh, the bartender goes, first of all, that's, that's disgusting. Second of all, what what the hell? What? Why? He goes, well, 
ever since he ate that pool ball, and I, I, I could just end the joke there, but usually the implication, you look at people, they don't know what you're talking about. Ever since he ate that pool ball, and you can imagine the conclusion is, he likes to make sure it goes in as easily as it comes out. So it wasn't the eating that was good. It wasn't the food I was taking in that was causing me a problem. It was the food that was coming out. Um, so I, I don't have to scream to use the toilet anymore. And I haven't been bleeding for about two and a half weeks. So these are all positive developments. They told me it was a long rehab cycle. I did not expect from December to June that I'd have to be dealing with this. And of course, if you look at the Zen di- Venn diagram, uh, go through WebMD, which you should never do. Every road leads to cancer and death. So fortunately, uh, I seem to be on the mend and in good health. And uh, now, now willing to, you realize when I left, when I, when I, in December, I was 234. I stood on the I stood on the scale of the doctor's office with all my clothes and my keys in my pocket, and I was like 196. Yeah, I, you know I haven't been 196 since 2000 uh, since 1990, 90, 90, 1990. And I remember because the girlfriend I had at the time, we were, I was trying to, to uh, break 200, try to get up to 220, and she built this whole chart for me a weight gain chart, which I always thought was pretty cool. And I saved it somehow. It's, it's around. And I've recently started to think, since I'm lightening my load and want to get rid of this stuff, what should I, and I've been meaning to mention this on the show, it's a total digression and a total aside. What do I do with all that stuff? I mentioned this at jujitsu, and the people like thought I was kind of strange. But I, I like, like, like letters that people have sent me, specifically like old girlfriends and stuff like that. I, that's got to be worth it to somebody. Now, I, I had an old girlfriend send me back stuff that I had sent her, mostly photos. And I was like, I don't give a shit about these. What the fuck would you send these to me? I thought it was strange. So I'm not going to duplicate that. Some guy I know who's fairly famous used to date this other woman I know who's fairly famous, and they got into some argument. And so he just, everything that she ever gave, he put in a box and sent back to her. I thought that was pretty puerile. There's got to be something more interesting you could do with that. I was like, okay, well, I've heard about people who had relatives die, their parents die, and then they go through their stuff. They go, oh, cool. I found all this stuff that used to belong to my father or my mother. It really, it really extends out the character. I really, and and they appreciate it. But I've also, I, I've also, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've also, uh, you know, have people who just like don't care. I know one woman I went out with, and she discovered that her favorite uh, grandfather had been in the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, that was kind of shocking and surprising, and that didn't make her happy. She it made her sad, in actual fact. So, um, but all that stuff, like the the weight chart, I don't like. For example, when I move from here. It makes no sense to take it with me. It doesn't spark. I have no emotional connection to it at all. But I'm gonna, as an archivist, I think somebody's got to want this other than the rats. So if you have thoughts, please you can either DM me or leave it in the comments. I'm just gonna. I'm, I feel like Columbo about this one. This one last thing. How should I? Because once it's gone, it's gone. 
and and my stuff there's always there's always like plus action right by which i mean like you know <laughs> like the girlfriend whose underwear i would routinely steal so all of her letters are bundled with th that do you want there's a, a bonfire in a bottle that seems a bit too ritualistic and unnecessary i i'll take the bonfire and i got one right out here and the bottle but anyway so i've digressed long enough so uh, um and I don't, I don't remember how we got down that road necess necessarily. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember. And it doesn't matter. What was it? Uh, the weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was the weight and it was the, uh, the chart. And so that's in somewhere on my stuff. But I haven't been that, I haven't been that weight since, since uh, uh, 1990. And I remember because of who I was dating them. So anyway, let's get, that's neither here nor there. We've got to get to the show. So if, if you remember last week's show, and for those of you who, who, who are new, you got to go listen to 167. That's not some weird advertisement. Did I finish the commercials? No. The Cash App, <laughs> there's Venmo. I gave you, I gave you Pinko for the PayPal. Uh, I thank those of you who gave through PayPal. Um, there is the, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomperville. Or there's the old-fashioned way, courtesy of Tommy Pounds. Tommy LB, he sends it just in an envelope, you know, whatever. And that shit comes, comes in handy. To conclude, to conclude, sorry, we're not, not yet to the mythos, to conclude the saga of the dead guy fixing my computer. Now, those of you who follow me on Instagram saw that the guy died working on my computer, right? So now I still don't have the computer. And who, they gave me a shell, somebody else's computer, which I hated. But I, they said, look, you know, finally that guy probably read him the letter of the law and was like, you know, yeah, if you got to follow me on Instagram, if you're, if you, if I have to request you, then I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I got to look into your world before I let you look into mine. Open it up, let me see in, and then close it back up again. I don't care. But I, I don't know if you're a spy or not. So I go back again. They say, this is, uh, sorry, this saga is worth hearing a little bit. I'll try to condense it. Reader's Digest version. Come back in. I said, it's a dead guy. He said, nah, no, you know, but we got somebody else to do it. I come in, nothing. Weeks go by. I was like, I'm not going to call them. I got a working computer. I don't like the case, but it's free. They call me panicked. Clearly, the guy whose computer the shell belongs to he said, look, you got to come in. You got to get your, your computer. Get it out of here. So I go in. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, um, you know what? Um, you know, I'm in the post office right now. You think you can hang out for a bit? I said, hey, man, I told you I was coming by at 2 o'clock. Yay, well, you know. I said, no, nah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I leave. Panic series of calls. I go back in. Guy goes, no, I'll be there. I promise I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. So, I, you know, this is like out of my way, out of my schedule. I show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not there. <laughs> not only that nobody's there eventually this woman shows up and she says well i he told me you're gonna come so i got your computer so she goes in the back five minutes ten minutes 40 minutes later she's still in the back i open the door like i'm like hey you all right she goes i i can't find it i go it's easy it's the one with the mussolini sticker on it She's like, uh, 
and I know with that, uh, means she doesn't know who Mussolini is. Okay. I text the guy. Hey, thank you, Mr. R.R. Rolls Royce just sent five bucks. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I contact the guy. The guy's like, whoa, hey. hey, you know, I'm at lunch. This actually happened. This actually happened. He goes, I'm at lunch. And he goes, yeah, well, she'll take care of you. He goes, you know what? Do me a favor, though. Don't hang around there. What do you mean don't hang around? I, I'm just going to read it to you. I'm just going to read it to you because I know you may not believe me. This, this is phenomenal, this exchange with this cat, right? Okay, so uh, he says, uh, I say, she can't find it, and I've been here 40 minutes. I got to go. He goes, I know it came back from our San Jose office. I saw it myself. I go, that doesn't help her or me. He goes, agreed. You stay in your vehicle. That's actually the most helpful. You being in the store doesn't help at all. <laughs> I go, what do you? You're making her nervous. What the fuck, man? Oh, man, this technician, there's a whole daisy chain of events connected to the technician dying in the middle of working on my computer. I didn't want the dead guy computer anyway, but whatever. Now I, I got to get out of here. This is now becoming like a weird thing in my life. What did I want? I wanted a new logic board. Wanted to I wanted a keyboard that works, so I didn't have to use the I didn't have to use this, which is what I had to use because the other keyboard wouldn't work. And I went in and tried to get a few keys fixed, and they're like, "Yeah, that'd be two hundred eighty dollars. I'm not paying two hundred eighty dollars for the letter K and the letter M. It'll go to hell. I'm not doing it." So, um, and the feet had popped off, so it was just nothing but open air and screws. And the side, it was delaminated. You know, it was it was screwed up. You know that. I've been complaining about it. You know there was duct tape on it. So I said, okay, I'm going to wait in the car. I'm in the car. I was about to tweet. Oh, you know, I, don't, I don't have to live my whole life through tweet. I don't have to tweet out about this. She walks up. She's there looking in the car. I go, what are, what are, what are you doing here? What? She goes, I have your computer. And I can see from eight feet away that it's not my computer. And of course, every conversation now is like, I can't understand what the hell you're saying. It's not my computer. She goes, it's what he told me to give you. Okay. I had duct tape all over the computer. So there would have been duct tape or at least the residue of goo off on either side where it was deep, where I had the, the screws, I had to tape it. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, and no Mussolini sticker. So what they did was just get a shell put my hard drive in it. Who knows whether the actual logic board is the same or new. And the battery was the issue as well. Who knows whether they gave me a new battery. And so I go, uh, this is not my computer. She goes, well, try to turn it on. Can't turn it on because it, the battery is run down. So we go back in, we plug it in. Keep in mind, this is supposed to be an easy drop off. Now this is like four weeks and multi multiple hours of my life. This is a first world problem. I know. I'm just giving you some setting. Go back in. It starts. I leave. She, or I, I'm starting to leave, and I go. Uh, she goes. Well, he, he'll charge you later for it. I go for what? For what? <laughs> she goes. Well, he'll contact you. I go. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. Because <laughs> I'm not coming back in there ever again, and you can't make me pay. <laughs> And I have a computer that works. Now, maybe you know passwords or something, and maybe you put some kind of 
you could like uh, uh, what do they call that thing? Like they did the the the, the gas pipe, colonial gas pipe. You could hijack the data, jack my computer, whatever. I mean, I should pay something, but it's unclear whether I pay you or you pay me. Anyway, forget about that. I just had to fill you in for those who followed the dead guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one, Mister Steele. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. Mythos. So last week's show was about mythos, and then as as soon as I ended the show, I was like, "Yeah, but 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 then okay, all week I've been thinking about it, and it segues perfectly into why many of you won't have to go to work tomorrow, at least in the United States of America, connected to Memorial Day, right? So I start to think, you know, uh, Anton Lavey having said to me, "Popularity has quit, killed more people than anything," and I start to think, "Yeah, when you talk about popularity, and then I go started to make sense." You know, there was there was somebody, she is dead, who an elevator came, the doors open, she got a weird feeling about the person who was in it, decided to suppress what my mother said, your first mind is your best mind, suppress her, her native instincts to go with that, stepped in the elevator, the guy raped and murdered her. Forget flash forward to to uh flash forward to this all right it's a book i wrote there's a section in it called i killed a man now the guy who wrote that section is somebody who i'm still in regular contact with you know he's got to fight the urge to be a superhero of course the urge to be a superhero his superhero mythos sticks with him in order to make sense of his initial killing of the Nicaraguan chef, none of which I know if I mentioned in the book that the guy was a Nicaraguan chef, but in actual fact, he was. So he, this guy has now gone through the city and has very various acts of daring do that put him into a Peter Parker space where he's defending the down, a guy who's beating up his girl on the tenderloin. He says, hey, if you're going to do this kind of stuff in public, you've got to be ready to have the public intervene. Okay? So he he, he stops some guy from, and, and it violates my sense of fair play. Were I to be in his position, I would do the same thing. He's walking his bike down, um, let's say, Mission Street. So he's walking his bike in, in a way that he that he can see he can see about fifty yards in. This is before the shutdown. That uh, outside dining, people sitting, and there's two women. And you may have heard me tell a story before. Again, Donna Shalala me on the show. Two women sitting facing each other. And as will happen, you know, some people get superstitious. You don't put your purse on the ground because your money will run out. You try to hang it on something. She hang, decides she's looking for a place to hang it as she talks to her friend, as spied by my superhero friend. All right. So she spies, as she's looking for a place to put her bag, she spies ne'er-do-wells, banditos, desperados, which my friend who's walking uh, behind them sees as well. All right. So um, 
she decides to fight her native-born instinct to put the bag down where it eliminates the temptation of theft. And she's like, I'm going to show man. And she hangs it on the back of her friend's chair. The bad guys see this. They close in. I guess they're facing my friend. And they swoop on the bag, scoop up her purse, and run off. Directly toward my superhero guy. Now, this guy lost a lot. He had to go to court over the murder. He lost his longtime girlfriend. Like to shoot that guy in the head. Lost his long um, He lost his girlfriend. Almost lost his freedom. Had the deal with sitting across from his daughter in court. Complete drag. Not a happy moment. He made a decision. I, got, I, got, I can't do this. These guys are running toward him with her purse. And he goes, ah, fuck it. Throws the bike down. Throws the bike down. He's just got a bike. Throws a bike in front of in front of them. They trip, and he's. A, he, I used to teach this guy jujitsu, and this guy grabs one guy, and the other guy's popping him on the head. He goes like, "Look, you're gonna make me hurt him, and you're not gonna make me let him go." So he's got. You know, you might concentrate on getting away, and the other guy realizes there's a certain amount of wisdom. To those words. He takes off running, and he holds the guy for the cops. Now, this was all fueled by his his desire to see himself a certain way, as well as his desire to support the way in which he sees himself based on his cataclysmic, life-changing, you know, his cataclysmic, life-changing, oh, here's the the little foam thing that keeps me from sibilance, sibilance. I don't know if you have a bad connection, uh, Mr. W. I don't know. Um... I don't know if it makes a difference. We'll see. Of course, if none of you can hear me right now, there's no point to this anyway. Um, and this, and this is what you know. This is what Levey meant about popularity has has killed has killed more people than anything. This desire to do the thing that keeps us that that, that places us in the most overridingly uh, positive light. What? So have you, all of you guys got a bad connection? Because I didn't plug into the wall. Because when the kid wakes up, then she starts yanking on the cable and she tries to choke herself with it. I can plug into the wall if you need me to. If the connection is that bad where you can't hear me. I just put the baffle back on because I don't want to worry about popping the peas and, and uh, sibilance. Sibilance. Okay. Just grainy. All right. Uh, so... Um, so this 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 mythos thing is actually is that this we we what is it Gloria Steinem said most most men are worried about being embarrassed by their women and most women are worried about being murdered by their men. Um, okay, good. So um, so you know, in other words, your sense of yourself. I mean, how many fights have you gotten into when somebody has trespassed? I talked to a guy today at jujitsu who said. He hasn't been in the fight since junior high, and this guy was in the Navy. It's mind blowing to me. Marty G, who do do the uh, the JJB with Jiu-Jitsu Breakdown, like, how is that possible? And I thought, well, maybe it's just me, you know? Maybe it's just me getting into into scrapes. But it's it's often because my sense, my mythos is expansive, or rather, my per- sense of personality 
is porous enough so that it, this kind of stuff doesn't wait on me. Courtesy probably very much of my a combination of my mother and my father. Like I've told you before, there's not a lot of stuff that, that bothers me, right? And having a sense of humor about things and being smart, I, there's a guy who sings for a band. His name is Nate. Um, and he, he is, yeah. I, I haven't had a drink in, in a long time because I don't want to get a drink before Kasha was pregnant, you know, because, you know, the sperm thing. And uh, then when she was pregnant in sympathy, and now that she's got a kid, I want to stay sharp against anything with the kid. So I'm not anticipating actually having the drink until maybe 2023. Um, Kids okay, things are cruising. They, she settled into motherhood, and I'm fine. So my my sense of, there's a guy Nate from U.S. Uh, Christmas Southern Band. We're friends, and uh, the f- first time he he didn't tell me this. He wrote about it. first time he met. We, we he came to. I was doing a show with Scott Kelly from Neurosis, and we're at a bar. We meet at a bar, talking. Never met the guy before in my life, and apparently he turns or I turn a certain way, and he spills a drink on me, and I, and he's like, <laughs> apparently he was terrified. He thought I was going to do so, and I just kind of went, oh, yeah, a big deal. People, it was an accident. It wouldn't have made a difference to me if the guy had thrown the drink on my arm. I, I would have assumed it was done, the intent was humorous. Now, if the intent is hostile, that's a different, that's a different conversation to have, right? What that, what, that guy, what that guy would be saying is, I'd really like to fight with you, but I communicate badly. In which case, what I do is say, is what you're saying... I want to fight with you and I communicate badly. Is that what you're saying? Because if that's what you're saying, we could just go to let, let's fight. Let's exchange some blows and stop with all the stuff that demeans the entire enterprise. My mythos is expansive. My personality relatively porous in which, you know, you could reach it. I mean, what are you going to say that's going to make, make me feel bad? You know, now there are a lot of people whose level of defensiveness actually cripples. And I was thinking a friend of mine, the one who introduced me to the, the phrase, uh, won't give a cripple crab a crutch. His name was Dwayne Harris, old roommate of mine, best man at my first wedding. Don't give a cripple crab a crutch. I thought about that for a long time. I thought he invented it. It turns out he didn't invent it, of course, but whatever. And I'm going to give a cripple crab a crutch. So, but mythos, I'm surrounded by, all of us are surrounded by People who, you, well, why does it endure where it has such questionable evolutionary benefits? It doesn't have questionable evolutionary benefits. It has clear-cut, very definite evolutionary benefits. Well, what? Okay. Um, look, at, look at large groupings. I mean, I'm, look at large groupings of, of, of men. <laughs> Memorial Day. I always get confused with Veterans Day. Veteran, you just have to have served. Memorial Day, you have to die as a result of having served. That's how I remember. And that still may be wrong. Where's the salad? I'm a little hungry here. Where's that guy? Where's that guy? Yeah, I'm going to have a piece of salad here to fuel me through the rest of the show. Sorry. Um, this is like the best salad in the world. I tell you, you'll appreciate food when you when you don't have it. Um, sorry, now I realize I can't talk. That's why you don't eat on the show. Um, men, collections of men, 
armies, militaries, sports teams, governments. I know for a long time I bought that whole John Wayne stuff, individual accomplishment, but whatever. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. In actual fact, nobody weighs more than Russia. But Russia weighs exactly as much as all the people in Russia, if you know what I mean. So these, the, so on the one hand, you know, Mythos is a great crowbar to get stuff done. I can get, I can get men who are, who are between the ages of 18 and 21 to give up gambling, pork, meretricious sexual contact. I can get them to risk their lives, their limbs on the basis of a certain, on the basis of a certain mythos. And that was a crouton I just ate. I can, I can get, mm, the numbers, I, numbers of things I can get, I can get men to do. And the funny thing is, insofar as human relationships go, these are also predicated on, on a set of mythos. I always thought the discussion over married couples and last names was kind of comical. Uh, how many times I heard somebody say, I'm going to keep my last name. And I go, you mean your father's last name? These are dueling mythos. No, it's my last name. Really? Huh? So your mother's last name is the same as your last name. Well, she didn't keep her last name. She took my father's last name. Oh, your father's last name. Father's last name. I, fortunately, I, I don't give a crap about Robinson. What, you like that slave name? I don't care. It's not for me. I don't want, oh, 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 where's Eugene Robinson? Oh, okay, Eugene Robinson is here. Um, Eugene Robinson is here. You never think of, I'm not a professional athlete. So when Eugene comes to you and Eugene says, when Eugene, when Eugene, these are not the terms, I think. In fact, I've actively trained myself to not publicly respond to my name because you never know when a subpoena is coming. I always try to build a beat in there. Somebody, hey, Eugene. Oh, one, two, three. Yeah. And then kind of casually look around, says, I wasn't responding to my name. In fact, I'm not him. My name is Travis. Get extra points if you make that, if you make that musical connection to that line. I'll give it to you anyway because I know you're not going to get it. Uh, are you Michael Diamond? Nah, my name is Travis. <laughs> Beastie Boys, a band I said would never make it. Anyway, uh, mm, sorry, I got to eat another crouton. I got to power myself through the show. So the mythos, and the mythos enables great and fantastical things. There's no way that I go past the continental divide unless I'm fired by some God-fueled mythos that there's a promised land out there for me. It's built in. It's built into the evolutionary system. At the same time, I, don't, I am not, a, you are very rarely aware of the mythos that fires you. Now, I've told you that story about the friend and I racing up the stairs in high school, first floor, sixth floor, <clears throat> and me being ahead of him. And then suddenly he thought to goose me. And it wasn't like I was uh, homophobic or I thought that this was a come on. I thought this was, I, I don't know what happened, but it suddenly seemed to me like, it, it, again, usually with me, it's a violation of my sense of fair play. Like we're doing the hands for people just listening. 
on SoundCloud. I'm doing like, you know, one fist above the other, like on the baseball bat to get the top. And I was winning and it seemed like a dirty trick as well as being sort of disrespectful and not taking me seriously. So I wrestled him to the floor. And he was like, okay, okay. He's not a fighter. Not a fighter. But generally, generally my response has been sort of, and you, you want to violate a certain mythos. I, I welcome it as an introduction to something new. And I think if honest to God, my kid's story that I kicked off with when it kicked off last week, like how come you have so many friends who seem that many, most of the world would seem to think are racist, who have wildly varying worldviews from yours? He's like, well, because I've got an expansive mythos, you know, or like the people who come to me, and I know that this doesn't put me in the greatest lies. Eugene, I feel like killing myself. I say, like, wow, who am I? Who am I to tell you that you should live for you? Some people interpret that as unsympathetic. I don't know the proper, correct way to have sympathy. I mean, the stuff that I do in my life imbues my life with significance. It makes me feel happy and interested. Uh, you know, I'm not selling you like uh, the, the guy who I met in L.A. And he was uh, <laughs> he said to me kind of in the, I go, what are you doing now anyway? You know, he's a couple of years younger than me. He goes, eh, I go, what did you get your degree in? He goes, hey, you know, I got my degree in in communications you know i took the advice of an older classmate who i respected the guy's unemployed living in la now and i was like it took me two or three days to realize i was that upperclassman that gave him that advice it's not my fault the, the mythos didn't work for you can't sell somebody a mythos somebody can buy a mythos like all those guys in graveyards today i'm not shitting on them it's a mythos that worked for them as long as they were alive to have it work for them but this is something that was consciously manipulated by people whose business it is to sell mythos, which brings us into a segue to MMA. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and you can't, I mean, the thing is, you know, there, it's, a, it's like tri-level chess, the way the mythos works. There's conscious, you know, that, like I have a, a, I have a consciousness of myself as a kind of guy that would, um, that, you know, if there was something happening in front of me that violates a sense of fair play, that I would intervene. I also have, you know, uh, an, an animal instinct based on being a New Yorker for many years, that there's that middle category, which is the subconscious plane where like, I'm doing some animal calculations. And if it runs, if it runs an evolutionary risk to me, like, I'm not nearly as chippy if I'm walking around with my daughter. That's an evolutionary compromise I'm not willing to make. Maybe not even uh, uh, consciously, but definitely subconsciously. And then there's a whole unconscious mythos, which is the most dangerous one, because suddenly, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you a prime example of it. I am at Fight Club, SF Underground Fight Club, and I'm fighting some guy. And this is this is really NHB, all NHB. And I got this guy's hair wrapped up in my fist and I'm boom, boom, punching him in the face. And the guy says, come on. That's all you got. Yeah, he goes, you hit like a girl. Well, I got I got daughters who fight and, you know, they when they punch me, it hurts. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. Whatever. It doesn't bother me. It, it, his mythos doesn't my the poorest personality it doesn't bother me. He says, come on, you know, you, 
He was, and I was right around 41 at this point. And the guy was, come on, old man. Unconscious, you know, uh, uh, what is the word? Abridgment of mythos flipped out. Gloria Steinem style flipped the fuck out. Oh, man, huh? And then I was like, jackhammered him, and I, I won that fight. He should have kept his mouth shut because you never know when you, t- you, t- you. So, again, that was the most powerful. Keep in mind, this guy had been kneeing me in the head. If it was a decision, he would have won that fight. So subconsciously and consciously, my mythos wasn't, you know, I'm one of those cats who even as I'm losing, I'm telling myself, I'm better than this guy. Well, you're losing, aren't you? I don't mean that way. <laughs> I mean, on the scale of life, this guy can't hold my jock. So he wins this one little fight. What's the big deal? <laughs> but when he tapped into that unconscious thing, boom, gaboom, Hulk. So, yeah, you could create it, but that's not the, you know, and, and you can choose which one you want to buy. But the, 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 the thing with, with Johnny Boney Joni and the oopsie that I was hoping to God would actually would actually come is that he is there's a point where you where two things happen. And one, somebody is consciously manipulating mythos in order to sell you something easy. Let me take a guy who's uh, whose marriage is in trouble. He's about 45. He walks into an auto dealership. Easy mythos manipulation. I'm not showing that guy a minivan. Uh, a, a buddy of mine used to call it a matron's coffin. I'm not showing him that. I'm taking him over to the sports car section. It's easy. What once was can now be again. <laughs> easy. E- easy pick. Easy pick. Can I, you know, uh, unconscious, subconsciously, um, subconsciously, if I want to mess with that, you know what I do? I take them very specifically over to the, to, to the maidens, uh, the matrons coffins, all the minivans. And then I say stuff like, eh, you know, it's not the most exciting, but you know, whatever. It gets you where you need to go. It's reliable. It's steady. You know, kind of like you. Yeah. Look at the new Crime Faces one where he talks about the girl single-handedly pulling her boyfriend into friend zone. And he goes, I got to get you home. He, after he gets his ass kicked at a Dodgers game. I'll get you home. You can't touch me. But, <laughs> you know, it's very funny. And there's the conscious. There's the conscious one where, you know, I got to decide. All right. You know, my marriage is not doing so good. And I'm 45. If I buy this red sports car, you know. Wife is going to be a little bit pissed off. Pissed off. Am I a man? Or what the hell's my life become? Fuck it. You get in that car. You drive home. Go, you out. <laughs> Has, here's half my stuff. Good luck to you. Got to go. And you drive off into the night. Like that guy who started that company, uh, Skin Crawler, with me. His father was a famous TV writer. Died. He got into a big, long, extended fight with his stepmother over the guy's estate. He won. Partied with hookers and cocaine for three days straight. Showed up at my house without sleeping. Covered in vomit. Gave me my business cards to the business that we had that, that he had hired me to help him with. <laughs> he had started the business. And I go, what about the business? He goes, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Pulls off in his red convertible car. 
leave it, covered in vomit, leaving me with this box of business cards to a business that no longer existed. Mythos. But when it feels really dirty is when it's in the, it's in, in, in the, like, much like we're talking about with the guy, the 45 year old guy, when it's in, 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 in service of, um, in service of commerce, it feels dirty, 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 dirty. And if any of you have been feeling, reading the MMA news this week, feeling as skeeved out as I've been, you're not alone. Well, clearly, if you've been as skeeved out as I've been, you're not alone. Because for it's not cash at this point. It's pretty clear it's not cash. Right? It's not. It, there's a line in an Oxbow song uh, uh, on, of a thin black duke that says it. It's the art, not the artifact. No, because nobody did, does what they did for the cash anyway. Not in this place. So now he's been given. Uh, this is why you have an agent, and Johnny Bonagioni has got this guy Schaefer, who fell out with Oscar De La Hoya, friend of my friend, is now a friend of my friend. An enemy of my friend, an enemy of my enemy is now my friend. Sorry. So Oscar De La Hoya, the guy who drove Golden Boy to relative levels of success to fill in for Mr. Mr. Is, who was not paying the MMA this week, he, he who built up all this value to Golden Boy, he gets into a big public fight with Oscar De La Hoya. They separate Golden Boy, where it is now, kind of dithering and doing this weirdness with Trilla, which Jake Paul has left to actually make some real money with Showtime. As soon as this guy started militating for 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 fighter pay against the bald one, I started to realize, I started to realize that 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 this that this guy isn't a friend and an enemy to be feared. He's got nothing to fear from the bald one. Everything to gain. And he might cause boats to rise. I thought the guy was a prick before then. All in. I want these guys paid more. All in. So Schaefer, so, um, and Steph and I, we still, we recorded Care Don't Care this morning. We're we're still back to back on this one. I'm like, you don't negotiate serious business via Twitter. And her attitude is like, well, if that is your only recourse, then you got to do it by Twitter. Like if you're being beaten up at home. You know, what you got to do is call a cop. You got you to op- get sunlight in here, open up the place. I go, yeah, but nobody's getting beaten up in this instance. People are just negotiating badly, I might add, ineffectively, I might add, via Twitter. Yeah, let's like I said, let's forget about Johnny Bonagione's outside activities. Every other aspect of his life is a complete fucking wash. It's depressing and I can't think about it. Everything happens inside the cage. It's completely wonderful. So let, I'm not even hanging out with the militia dudes and the QAnon and the all this, uh, the, the pregnant lady in the car and the car. It's not out of that. Pico Granana, just in cage. I got a narrow focus with him. It's like, it's like having sex with somebody who's very physically unattractive. You got to just focus on one specific successful area of the, the body. <laughs> Johnny Bone Jr., just what's in the cage. So he hires Schaefer. So the bald one now, now we're sausage trading in a way that makes, makes a lot of good sense. He can stick it in the eye 
He can stick it in the eye of Oscar De La Hoya. He's got a benefit of a guy, not only stick it in the eye, but also make serious inroads into this idea that he's been nursing for a long time of getting into boxing. He also has somebody that he can negotiate with and control Johnny Boney Joni with because it's pretty clear if you don't have a deal without Schaefer and you have a deal with Schaefer, that Schaefer is a sin qua non that you can't do without and you can manipulate Johnny Boney Joni through that guy. If they make a deal and the next week Johnny Boney Joni fires Schaefer, which is like me not telling the guy to go screw himself for charging for this computer, if that is my Mussolini-free computer, if that's the case, easy. <laughs> we have no deal. My deal's with Schaefer. You fired Schaefer. There goes your deal. There's a reason you have, there's a reason you have agents and middle people negotiate. It's like stuff you put in escrow. You put your business in escrow because nobody can trust anybody. Nobody does trust anybody. And no matter how much fast talking you do, if you Hand a dollar, you know, when you used to buy baseball cards as a kid, there was always that one guy, the card, give me the, give me the dollar, give me the dollar, give me the card, give me the card, give me the The guy snatches the card, keeps the dollar, runs. Can't catch him. Give it, give it to Tommy. Tommy's a guy you could trust or alternatively a guy you can catch. You know, easy. So, uh, so Schaefer, so, so, so I, I, we got three wins and then Schaefer negotiates a deal. He's an honest broker insofar as Johnny Boney, Johnny is concerned. If John, if he says to Johnny Boney, Johnny, look, I know you want 30 mil. They're offering 10. Why don't I give you, if I can get you 17 plus incentives, would you go for that? He's like, yeah, well, you know, I get to fight. You know, he gave a little. He had to push. He goes to the bald one and goes, you know, you know, I think I can get him to go less than 30, easily less than 30. I get I get knocked 30 mil off of that. I got to make a little something. Why don't we just pull in that 17 mil? It's fair, everybody. They come to a deal. Bald one comes out smelling like a rose. Schaefer comes out smelling like a rose. Johnny Boyne Jr. has got a 50% chance of smelling like a rose. Could get knocked out. The only way this works for him, based on what the Baldwin is doing now, is if Francis Ngannou beats Derek Lewis. If Francis Ngannou does not beat Derek Lewis, and this is almost, then that fight is is he whatever he could threaten to bring Stipe back. It's not the same. None of it. You've ruined it. Now maybe there's an element of the Baldwin that's like Johnny Bonajoni, like he's not taking fights he know he can't win until you think about Fedor. Until you think about Fedor and Randy, until you think about Brock, Brock and and Fedor, you think about all these fights that he tried and didn't come, didn't try very hard to put over the top, and that didn't happen. If Francis does, if Francis loses, I mean, keep in mind, Francis has been chosen by Johnny Bonajoni because Johnny Bonajoni is not taking fights he believes he's going to lose, and I, he, I think in his mind and in actual fact. Based on their alternative skill sets, Francis is 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 super beatable, and I'm just going to give you a thumbnail. I'm not going to spend the whole rest of the show talking about because we're almost done. But can with the 85 inch reach, 
Can Francis keep John off him? Got one, two shots. Can he keep him off him? Once John gets his hands on him, I mean, he's not going to be trying to shoot from far out like Stipe. It's not. He was a Greco guy, if you remember. Johnny Bonjo was a Greco guy. Once he gets him down, what's he going to do? And that's immaterial in this case, since Johnny Bonigioni, his preferred modus operandi, finally confirmed from a tweet this week, is it, it happened too often to be accidental. You knew it was the case, but he finally confirmed it in his own Twitter account and one of his things he tweeted and deleted. And that's he likes to beat you at what you're good at. Yep. Yeah, keep in mind, his walking around, you know who's walking around weight, middleweight Anderson Silva, I met him at a 225, walking around weight. I've become expert at kind of like the circus freak, I could guess people's weights if I touch them. Just walking around. He dropped down to middleweight for that, just to, for fights, every routinely. So, so this is high stakes stuff, but in the end, only some people are using money. Only some people are using sausages, but some people are using mythos. But the bald one's mythos is disgusting. If you yank that curtain off of that mythos that the bald one is using, it is textbook definition of meretricious. It is, it is what they talk about in the Bible where they talk about, you know, Things that you build up that will rust and get stolen and broken in and be hijacked by thieves. Mammon. I don't know what to tell you. There's no, there, there, like, much like having sex with somebody who's aggressively, physically unattractive, there is no place for me to look at this point now when I consider MMA. There, there are no bright spots for. I'm either looking at the, the, the soon to be exploited, the already exploited, and I, and I know, I know some of you out there, my more, more libertarian friends, said like that guy said to me in the gym once. Since when is it against? Since when is it a sin to make a profit? You're right. You know, at one point. Uh, um, yeah, maybe Jerry. I don't know. Um, at one point, we uh, at one point there was a there was a company called Bum Fights, and they were paying homeless people to fight and selling these on videos, and they made a lot of money. Friend of mine wanted to got a URL because he was going to start a company called Bum Fucks. Right, homeless people having sex. He's gonna make a million million dollars off it, just like the guys at bum fights. Now, this has an overridingly disturbing. More, if you haven't understood what exploitation is, that is textbook ex- exploitation. Ten dollars means nothing to you, like when Khabib was messing around with that homeless guy and giving him money to do push-ups. That's an ugly face. That's an ugly face. There's nothing illegal about it. Since when is this sin? If I give a guy $10 to eat a, eat a cup of poop, 
Whatever, it's good money. Don't like it. You knew what the job was when you took it. Don't like it. Don't take the job. But there is something called violation of sense of fair play. There's a there's an overriding moral mythos ethos that has us have a sense of some people don't have it at all. That generally, without a roadmap, or without doing too much deep diving between unconscious, subconscious, and conscious, has us figuring out what's shitty and what's not. Yeah, morally incorrect is a, is a weird way to. Well, yeah, more. I mean, I don't like to use the word moral because then the next thing you know, I'm I'm banning dancing and short skirts. You know, it's like when I, I spent weeks trying to define what cruel was. You know, the systematic, systematic delight in the misfortune of others. I go, well, I, I, you know, I take delight in the misfortune of others. My bad things happen to the bald one. I'm pretty happy about that. Is that cruel? No. So we still, I don't want to get back into that because I don't have another three weeks to talk about the nature of cruelty. The issue is the word, use of the word moral makes me uncomfortable. But yeah, generally, that's what we're talking about. So at this point now, if we're talking about betting lines, the morning line on this Johnny Boney Joni, Francis Ngannou thing, there, there's only out of these multiple scenarios, there are only a few options that have you coming up feeling okay. Give the Baldwin whatever cover he wants so he can keep propagating it to people with alterable mythos that, yeah, yeah, that Johnny got it, took the short end money. He doesn't care. He's not going to get 30. He doesn't care. He want, It's just like a dating thing. You know, you don't, I want you to try a little bit, a little bit. Schaefer comes in. He gets his cut of the pie. He gives it to Oscar de la Hoya. He stays relevant. Everybody's happy. He's got an intermediary. He can pick the guy's brain about boxing. He can make deals. But Johnny Boy Johnny gets his 17 mil. Francis Zagano raises maybe he gets eight or nine, nine mil. Everybody, we, we see a career-defining fight. That perfectly caps our our ten year love affair with MMA, and we're off into the wind. Everybody's happy. Historically speaking, that's not the way it works. And if you're happier to if you're happier with the MMA today than you were with the MMA of yesterday, there might be something wrong with you. Now, I saw all the first UFC oofsies, one through one hundred. And say one through ten, that was wild, wild west stuff, craziness. Guys getting their teeth knocked out, headbutts, no holds barred in the truce. Joes are getting punched in the nuts a dozen times. Everything, anything. Sport has gotten better. What does better mean? Better means that there are fewer guys getting paid $10 to eat a cup of poop. However, there's still people getting paid $10 to eat cups of poop. And that's where I am. And if you want to do that because you, you're, 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 you have an expansive mythos and your personality is porous and you're like, yeah, you know what? Whatever. I'd probably eat the poop for free. Whatever, bro. I'm a poop eater. That's what I do. I eat poop. This guy's giving me $10 to do what I would do ordinarily. Like a friend of mine who quit the mafia. <laughs> I said, why'd you quit the mafia? He goes, because I stole something really major and I took it to the guy. You know, you got to pay, pay back, you know. 
And he, I stood there for, I guess, a beat too long. And the guy said, will you stand there expecting me to thank you? That's like me thanking you for breathing. And he was like, you know what? Just because I'm in the mafia, this job sucks. And he quit. <laughs> quit the mafia. I go, how do you quit the mafia? He goes, I'm moved. <laughs> Left Philly. Beat it. Gone. So it, if you think MMA today is better than MMA yesterday, in certain respects, you might be right. But I'm not trusting the trend lines. And I'm also not trusting the number of people who are eating poop out of cups for $10. And if you're, if you're okay with this, if you're okay with this, you're one of two types of people. You, you see a future in which, in which people either don't get paid $10 to eat cups out of poop out of cups, which means they either get paid a million dollars to get po- eat poop out of cups, where you still have to question whether or not it's exploitation, or they get $1,000, no poop, no cup. Okay? Yeah, and that's a bad look, too. All these guys begging for the bonuses. Or you get the people who say, and sometimes, all right, this is W, sometimes I'm, I'm one of these guys, it's like, so you got to eat poop out of a cup for 10 bucks. So what? You don't like it? Get another job. That's a libertarian. That's the angel over here. You know, if the ball wants to give a thousand people a thousand cups with a thousand dollops of poop in it and make them eat it for five dollars a nickel, what business is that of mine? I'm just out to enjoy what? What am I out to enjoy? Systematic degradation and diminution of the uh, of the spirit. That's what I came to enjoy because that's what us haters do. Not in this sport. It conflicts with my mythos. The same one that got me through the writing of this book. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Monday, Care Don't Care is back. So Monday, if you sign, you can get your little notification thing on YouTube or it comes through Bloody Elbow. Um, it, uh, at noon, it goes live tomorrow. Or if you follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson on a Twitter machine, I tweet it out when it comes out. That's Monday. Tuesday uh, Tuesday is If the Shoes Fit. And guess what? A new installment of, of, uh, of Let It Roll podcast. Kid Nate has us watching what? Which I haven't watched mine yet. Metal Evolution. It's like hip-hop evolution, but for metal. So me and the wife are going to watch, watch one of them tonight, see if it's, uh, if it's all right. If it makes sense to watch, I guess it's on you up at YouTube. Uh, I don't want to get caught into something if I got to watch. If I got to watch too much stuff on Striper or Rat, I'm out. Um, tomorrow, going to a petting zoo. That's what I'm doing. I have a little bit of work to do. I'm going to do it late tonight. But we'll see you next Sunday. Read the newsletter. Send it to your friends, your smart friends. Sign up for it. Subscribe. I know some of you have already. You don't need me to say it. Um, And try to make it care, don't care. Out of a 14-fight card, I had three cares on next weekend's card. And that should tell you all you need to know. Anyway, thanks for listening. This has been version a one, a six, a seven of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Thanks for listening.
Oh, steak, you prick. Man, I, yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I, 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 I don't, I'm not eating meat anyway, but I like the idea. Eat. You guys, you eat for me. We'll see you next week. Until then, look what you made me do. Ah, the kids will start crying again. I hope not. No, baby, don't cry. Okay.